Welcome today to our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. Today we're going to be in the Gospel of Luke chapter 5, and let's go over to verse 17. I want to talk about recognizing when the atmosphere changes. And I believe that you're going to have these sudden moments where the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere will change in your life, and you need to be prepared to respond properly. Praise God. Let's open up today in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we jump into your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would quicken our understanding of your word so that we can understand it, take it, and apply it to our lives beginning today. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray. We all agree and say amen. Hallelujah. Verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching. And teaching is very important. Preaching is wonderful. I, I like great preaching, proclaiming the gospel. But I love good teaching also because teaching explains the gospel. It explains not only what Jesus accomplished at Calvary, but what it, mean for, what it means for us today and its application for us as believers in the new covenant. Now what happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Well, to me, this sounds like a setup from the Lord. This was not an ordinary meeting. Now, let me say this concerning the way that God views the various meetings that we have in church, the meetings that we would have together, even the meetings that we would conduct online. Everyone has a different purpose. Every, meet, every meeting has a different designated purpose by the Holy Spirit. Now, in baseball, if you get the bases loaded, in other words, you get a, get a man on first, second, and third base, you do have the potential for a batter to walk up and do something very rare, which is called the hitting of a home run. And if the batter hits a home run, then everybody that's on base, because the bases are loaded, they all come home and you've scored four points on one at bat. But a home run is pretty rare. You don't see them very often, and they're special. There are meetings designed in the mind of God to be different, to be special, and they are memorable. Praise the Lord. And this meeting is set up to be that type of a meeting. Now, we have Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, and they had come from all over uh, every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. So those men that were the skilled teachers of God's holy word, they had come to hear for themselves this minister whose message and whose miracle working power and whose, you know, charisma and anointing was just sweeping across the land of Israel. And they want to come there personally. Now, it says that the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Now, it is emphasized very clearly in the Greek that that power that was present to heal was 
for everybody in that meeting and in the mind of God, especially for those who were what we would call the preachers, the teachers, the Pharisees. God had set this meeting up so that a great blessing is released and that these wonderful teachers could receive healing. But as we know, somebody else got healed, but they didn't get anything from the Lord. And there's a reason for that. We'll jump into that in just a moment. But you have to understand the atmosphere when it changes what the purpose of that atmosphere is for. Now, some things haven't changed even 2,000 years later. A couple of years back, I was talking with a pastor friend of mine, and I belonged to a particular ministerial association that was pretty much, you know, like a mainline type uh, ministry association. And I was in that for a while, enjoyed my time there. And uh, in the early phases while I was uh, in this group, one of the directors told the ministers in one of our national gatherings, he said, we're really working on pulling together an insurance health package for all of our members who belong to this ministerial association. And of course, many people got very excited about that. They thought that that's wonderful. Uh, we can get the health care that we would like to have. Well, I noticed that as months went by, that conversation was never brought up again by the leaders and it was never talked about. And so because I happened to know one of the board of directors and at that time, he was actually my pastor. Uh, also kind of funny how the Lord is. Later, he ended up being the president over that entire international association of ministers. But I went to him because he, he wouldn't know what was going on behind the scenes. And I said, hey, um, I said, what happened to, you know, the hopeful idea, the potential blessing of insurance for all of the ministers? He goes, oh, he said, well, Stephen. He said, me and the directors, we, we had this idea, and we all loved the idea, and we went to one insurance agency after another, one after another. And he goes, we got a lot of members, and we just kept going to them and going to them, and he said, every single one of uh, them turned us down. I said, why? He said, because when they looked at our statistics of, you know, the, the, the general uh, membership across the board, Every single insurance agency said the same thing. Your people are too sick for us to insure you. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Now, these are spirit-filled, Pentecostal, tongue-talking men and women of God, anointed of God that can, you know, operate in the miracle power of God, can preach and teach the word. But so many of them were sick. And it wasn't just because of old age or something like that. It was just because of uh, various multiple reasons. But the fact of the matter was, there were a lot of sick ministers. Here it says that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them in the Greek to heal them all. What's going on? The Lord wants to heal every one of these ministers of his word. That was the atmosphere that was thick and heavy in that meeting. 
Woo! Praise God. Well, uh, Pastor Stephen, I'm sure in a meeting like that, that Jesus just healed them all. No, actually, not one Pharisee and not one teacher of the law that we have recorded was healed of anything. Not one of them. Now, we know about the paralyzed man who was carried by the four friends who took him up on the roof of the house. We know about that mighty miracle that took place. But that was like an afterflow blessing. That was just somebody that said, hey, you know, like, let me in on it. You know, if nobody else is jumping in, we'll jump in. And that's basically what happened there. But the atmosphere was set. For all of them to be healed. Praise the Lord. Now I have heard some critics of divine healing say that the Lord doesn't heal today. But if the Lord were to heal, the first thing he would do if he were here, he'd go down to the hospital and clear them all out. He'd get them all healed. Well, that's not biblical. If that's true, why didn't he do it right here? Woo! Why didn't Jesus just walk into that meeting with that power to heal present? Because it was there. That was the atmosphere. Healing was all in that atmosphere. If Jesus just would walk into a hospital and clear them all out, how come he didn't do it right there? Because it doesn't work like that. Wow. It's amazing. Let me say this. The greatest meetings I've had where the atmosphere was supernatural and God's intent and purpose for that meeting was a, was completely accomplished. Those meetings, not that the other meetings are, aren't great in God's working, but the meetings that I always saw the highest level of the anointing flow were meetings where everybody that came, they came hungry. They came wanting God to move. They came ha having been prayed up and they came in faith expecting to receive. Now, if you get a whole bunch of people together like that, or just two or three people like that, but if you got a group and that whole group is pulling real strong on the anointing like that, and of course, as a minister, you also come in prepared, having sought the face of God and uh, having been anointed freshly by the Holy Spirit. Now, you bring all of that together. Not just putting it all on the minister. Well, we're going to let the man of God carry the whole thing. Well, he can come just like Jesus did, anointed and prepared. But if everybody else is caught up in the football game that they're missing, or their minds are on other things, or they're distracted, or they're not really into this, then you cannot get the results that you want. Atmosphere is extremely important. And when we cooperate with the atmosphere that God is setting then the intent and purpose of that will be accomplished. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I was uh, ministering one time in, in song. This was years back. Let me go back now to about, oh, this was the late 1990s. I was sitting at a keyboard. Uh, I, I don't do too much of that anymore. I think music is wonderful, but that's not really my, my skill set. I could carry that if I needed to back then, but that's, that was never really my set thing. So I was sitting at the keyboard playing just a few simple songs of praise and worship for a small church that we had at that time. And in that meeting, sitting up at the front, was my stepdaughter, and she was sitting right on the front, 
And when I got, I was playing this real simple song that only maybe had like four or five chords, so I could just play the chords. <laughs> but suddenly the atmosphere in the room totally changed and healing, God's healing power just came into the room. And my daughter, she had had uh, some cysts that were on the wrist area. And one of them was quite large. And, you know, when you're when you're a teenager, something like that can be very uh, bothersome to you because, you know, their kids look at that and say, what's that on your wrist? You know, it looks like a rubber golf ball. What is that? And it wasn't as big as a golf ball, but it, it was just a little bit smaller. It was it was very noticeable. And I, I just told her, I said, lift up your hand because I, I didn't want to take my um my fingers off the keyboard because there was a certain like kind of the music can, can help create and hold that atmosphere because the Lord rides on the praises of his people and he was there to heal. And I just said, I said, lift your hand up speaking to my daughter. I said, lift your hand up. And as she lifted her hand up, the cyst completely disappeared, the big one and a couple of, I believe other small ones, they just dissolved. And those that were there saw it right before our eyes. It just completely went away. So I think what we have to do is that we have to recognize what is this atmosphere that we're sensing because there are different types of atmospheres. Wow. Woo. And let me tell you a story uh, in, involving spiritual atmosphere. And the story I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm not saying it was right or wrong. I just want to tell you something that happened in church history. How about this? How about some modern church history? This, this took place, oh, within 20 years ago. So it's not a long time ago, okay? A lot of people don't know about it. And the only reason I know about it was because a prophetess, she's now in her 80s, she told it to me personally because she was there. So, coming to a particular city was a great prophet of God, and I won't say his name, but he was the real deal, and he had a phenomenal walk with the Lord, he's lived his life out, he's in heaven now. So he's coming to this city, to this certain church, and he, was, he has already told that church that when I get there, the Lord has given me like a whole gift basket. Uh, It's not, it wasn't a basket, like a big gift bag of spiritual blessings that he has told me to bring and release when I get there. And so the pastor announced that to his entire church and said, everybody get ready because he's going to come. He'll be here in just a couple of weeks. And so uh, the prophet, when the time draws near, he flies out to this, City. I won't name the city because I don't want to give it away. Because it, in, some, in the eyes of some people, it wasn't a good thing. <laughs> in the eyes of others, it was a great thing. But in the eyes of some, they were kind of upset about it. Okay, so he goes out there. He's going to minister on Sunday morning in this very well-known church. And he's going to release this gift bag of blessings and mantles and all of the stuff that God had told him. Jesus told him in a vision that I'm, I'm giving you all of this to release uh, to those people when you get there. So he's carrying that in the spirit. And I know exactly what that's like when you're carrying something in the spirit, a message an anointing, and you're, you're just like, Lord, I need to get there. And I want to deliver this because you, you know, you're li- literally holding something from the Lord. That is a special delivery. Okay. So the meeting is on Sunday morning, but the night before Another church heard that he was coming, and they also heard the report, he's bringing 
all of these spiritual gifts with him, and the Lord has told him to release them when he gets here. So they asked, would you just visit our church on Saturday night? We know that Sunday morning you have a special meeting there, but would you visit our church on Saturday night and just, you know, share a little message with us? We would just, we'd love to have you come to our church. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I don't want to say he did this naively, but I did think that he probably shouldn't have gone there in hindsight. But, uh, you know, as they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. In other words, stuff that you can look back and, you know, oh, I see how I could have done that better. It's always easy when you look back. It's when you're walking forward by faith that, you know, you're trying to figure it out and you're trusting on the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit and things like that to get it right. Anyhow, so he accepts that invitation to go to a, you know, a meeting there in the same town on Saturday night. And when he's ministering Saturday night, the people knew that he was carrying spiritual gifts and they could pick up on that in the spirit. And there were so many people that came out to that Saturday night meeting and they all came hungry that it started it started that um, that open heaven started to swirl. And as that prophet began to talk, uh, he had a hard time holding back th that release because they were pulling so strong in the spirit. They knew what he was carrying and they kept pulling, pulling so strong in the spirit. It started coming out of him and he, he just he just began to go ahead and release it and it fell. The, the, the lady that was there, an old prophetess told me about it. She said, I was there. It just fell from heaven. It was like a glory cloud just emptied on everybody in there. And, and when it happened, everybody ran to the front because it was the glory was being poured out of where he was standing at. And I said, what was it like? She said it was like a total. Uh, she said the only way she could describe it was like a feeding frenzy when you feed fish. You know, if you have a koi pond and you pour, you know what that's like. You pour the, the food in and they just all come after it going crazy and stuff like that. She said that's what it was like because it was it was being poured out. Okay, so uh, glorious meeting. The next morning, he goes to the church. He's supposed to release this to and he stands up and he starts talking. And there's nothing there. I mean, he, he, can't, he can't release anything. It, it completely got emptied the night before. And, of course, the pastor of, of the Sunday morning church was very upset. You know, you said you were going to come here and release all of this. And he's like, I'm sorry. I, I, I got totally emptied out last night. And uh, I, I, I don't have it. They, they, they literally got all of it last night. Woo! Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. But if you can recognize atmosphere, I'm not saying don't take something that doesn't belong to you, because even if you do, then you don't know what to do with it. But I am saying there are atmospheres where you can sense, wow, something, something's going on. Mm -mm. Woo! And so often it's the hungry ones that seem to be in the right place at the right time. Praise the Lord. Well, my, my friend who told me, excuse me, the story of that, who was in that meeting, she was very upset at the prophet. <laughs> uh, but more, not so much as the prophet, but as that pastor of the church that brought him in on Saturday night. She said, you knew what you were doing. You brought him on purpose to try to take that, uh, all those blessings he was carrying over to the other church. And he's just like, well, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we wanted it. So, uh, whew. you know, I, I tried to stay away from that. It's very important for those that you are in ministry to understand protocol. L look, in ministry, 
everybody knows everybody. Every pastor, you may think, oh, he has a small church. Nobody knows him. Oh, no, no. They, they all know everybody. Uh, he may not have a church of 30,000 members, but there is, a, there is a supernatural networking and linking together where you really always want to give honor to whom honor is due and respect the anointing in that ha house and the protocol that's in that house. And if you feel like, well, maybe you can't flow with that, you, sh you shouldn't go there. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Interesting. Anyhow, there was literally the power of the Lord present to heal every single one of those religious leaders, and not one got it. Not one. And it wasn't because the Lord didn't want to heal them, but th their pride, their, their stubbornness, their, their refusal to receive the new wineskin, and for them to remain as an old wineskin, it cost them dearly. And if they would have just yielded to the Lord and the Holy Spirit who was wanting to heal, every single one of those men could have walked out of that meeting absolutely, completely healed. Woo! Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Atmospheres that can be created in the Spirit atmospheres that are a result of God's plan and intent for that service or that meeting, they can be very different. There can be a healing atmosphere that forms. Maybe it wasn't there 15 minutes ago, but it can form. Now, I was ministering overseas one time, and the, the host, who is a very well-known apostle, he said, now look, he said, Stephen, I'm going to let you come in right after prophet so-and-so. He said, prophet so-and-so, he has a real anointing to begin to open up that spirit realm. And he says, when he begins to open up the glory realm, he said, and when he's done, he said, I'm sending you right in after him to just uh, to begin to flow in it because it'll be open. I said, okay, I'll be ready. And so this was the first time I ever saw that particular minister, the one that went before me, it's the first time I ever saw him minister. But as I sat there in my chair and he began to minister and flow in the grace that God had given him, I began to see in the spirit swirling around him what looked kind of like a large multicolored, um, uh, uh, maybe I don't know if the word is a lollipop. Have you ever seen that sucker that's on a big stick and it's like, you know, you have, the, you have a stick like that long, but you go to a fair or carnival and they've got these big uh, like lollipops of all these brilliant, uh, you know, purple, yellow, all these uh, blue, all swirled together colors. Well, that's what it looked like began to swirl all around him. And the more he talked and the more he laughed and the more he exalted the Lord, the faster that thing began to spin and as it began to spin, it just opened opened up and when it opened up the glory of the Lord began to come through that he finished his session because he did his job and then I came up after that and begin to move in that anointing, and that's when we began, began to get into the miracles and very unusual, beautiful manifestations of the Spirit. We had a glorious time, praise God. But you have to recognize when an atmosphere is changing spiritually and be able to move with that so that you can receive what it is that the Lord is endeavoring to get over to you during that meeting. Mm -mm. Now, in the New Testament, we have the spiritual gifts of tongues and interpretation of tongues. But there is also the mention by the Apostle Paul of interpretation, not so much in the sense of interpreting the tongue, but you can also be an interpreter. You can be an interpreter in the church in the sense where you can interpret where the Holy Spirit is leading that service. And trust me, the pastor 
can pick up on that. And as the pastor goes with it and you have interpreters in the church, now you got a group of believers that are moving in that direction. Then you can pull others along with you as well. Mm, 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 mm. These are meetings that are a lot of fun to be in. Now, there can also be a shift where there's a financial atmosphere that can suddenly just out of the blue come into a service. There was a meeting that I was actually invited to go to. I told my pastor friend there in Southern California, I said, I can't, I can't make it. I've got, I've got uh, something else going on at another church. I won't be able to get there. And so I, I couldn't make it when I saw him. Uh, two weeks later, he invited me to lunch, and he had a very large church, several thousand members. But the interesting thing about this pastor is that he was not known for being spiritual. Um, I don't think I ever uh, had him share with me one vision that he ever had. He, he just wasn't like that. He wasn't a prophet. He was a good teacher. He was a good shepherd. He loved the sheep. But he was not the guy that, you know, is going to be, uh, you know, prophesying. And, uh, you know, he just, he didn't have that. Uh, maybe he had it, but it wasn't stirred up. And he never, he never operated in that. But he could, he could, though, pick up on the shift or change of an atmosphere. And he would endeavor to follow that and just, you know, see what God would do. So he told me, he said, Stephen, he said that meeting two weeks ago, he said, I wish you would have been in here uh, to have witnessed what actually took place because he said a financial anointing failed in my service. Now he's pastored at that time. He'd probably been pastoring for about 25 years. He said, he said the Holy Spirit, the anointing came into the meeting suddenly unexpectedly. And I could, I could sense the whole atmosphere change. And the Lord gave me insight to have people just stand up, have the whole church stand up and just walk and go up to anybody and release whatever type of a financial blessing God would have you release to that person. Whether it's a two dollar, excuse me, not, not, not a two dollar bill, but whether it's two dollars or five dollars or one dollar or anything, whatever the Holy Spirit would have you do. And that anointing, that atmosphere just filled that entire assembly where they were gathered together at. And he said, Stephen, when it was done, we had some of the craziest miracles happened in that service. Now, you would think with everybody giving that when it's all said and done, that means now everybody's depleted. But somehow God had done a miracle. And while while everybody was giving and being a blessing, it wasn't a depletion. Somehow everybody was lifted. Everybody was blessed. There was a lady in that meeting that I was aware of because people had talked about her. She had come from Australia to California to attend a Bible college, a spirit-filled Bible college there in uh, Southern California. And she came just, I mean, on the seat of her pants. She didn't have extra money to even get a dorm room. And she was staying in, a, in an area in a tent. She came on faith because she felt the Lord had called her to go. She had no car. She had no vehicle. Uh, she's, she's living uh, like meal to meal, but yet she's in every class. She's taking notes and she's hungry and she's living in a tent back behind where they were having the Bible school at. In that, in that meeting, a man walked up to that very lady that some had made fun of 
not understanding the difficulties that she was going through. They couldn't relate. And so some of them had kind of chuckled behind her back and laughed and stuff like that. In that meeting, a man walked up to her and gave her a brand new Jaguar, a $100,000 Jaguar, brand new, brand new. Gave her the keys to it, signed a title over to her, uh, covered insurance on it. Uh, she had other monies that were given to her. And in one night, her entire, her entire uh, financial uh, outlook was altered and changed. And I, uh, the pastor told me, he said, Stephen, that was one phenomenal Jaguar she got. That was the, the coupe they had back in that, in that day. And it was loaded with all the bells and whistles and it was brand new. And suddenly she's driving a car. Here's a lady that was living in a tent and suddenly she's driving a car that's better than anybody else has in the church. But it, stuff like that was happening all over the place. There was miracles and miracles. God knows what he's doing. So, there can be different types of atmospheres for different types of meetings and services that are planned in the mind of God for the blessing of his people and for the reaching of those uh, that don't know Christ. And every meeting can have a different type of atmosphere. Praise the Lord. So you need to go with that anointing. Some atmospheres can uh, shift and uh, it's not time for worship. It's time for Real strong praise. And there's nothing wrong with beautiful worship, but if you tried to put that into that other type of atmosphere, it won't work, and you just might as well stop. Even if you have to say right in the middle of the song, hey, this is not what the Lord wants right now. Let's just stop. We need to go in a different direction. Mm-mm. Because sometimes a deliverance anointing can come in. And I've had that sweep into meetings where I've been ministering before, having no idea that God had that pre-planned or that was going to uh, uh, come down into the service. But when it happens, you have to go with it. Why? It will produce results of people getting delivered. And I've seen people get delivered with no strain, no sweat instantly in that anointing, in that atmosphere. And so if we will comply with the Holy Spirit, then we will see these amazing things take place. Be on the alert. Be ready for that. Because the Lord really did want to heal everybody there. And none of those leaders got it. And there are a lot of them that were sick. I know what it's like. I've been around uh, many ministers. They love God. But, you know, they, they need a touch here. They need a touch there. And uh, uh, there's some good men and women of God that can need that touch. But when that atmosphere is there, take it. In the name of Jesus. Now, one more scripture. John chapter 5. And we see another atmosphere that can suddenly come on the scene that changes things. Verse 2. Now, there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. And that's actually one of my favorite places in the city of Jerusalem. Okay, now. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Now, again, some, some in the body of Christ who don't understand the baptism in the Holy Spirit and don't understand how the, God really works, they again, they, they make the same type of statements. Well, if you're really anointed and God really does heal people today, why don't you just go into the local hospital and prove it and heal everybody and clear the whole hospital out? Well, in response to that, why don't we ask a question? Why didn't Jesus, when he went to the pool of Bethesda, with again, 
you know, a healing anointing. Why didn't he heal every single person there? Because most likely there were a couple of thousand people. This is a big area. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of water and you had all these sick people laying around. Most likely by the thousands. How come he didn't just heal them all and prove that healing is for today? Because it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Every meeting, every assignment has a unique purpose that is designed by the Lord. And the Lord is going there for one person. But let me tell you this, that one person got his miracle. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. What is the moving of the water? Something is causing that to move because of change of atmosphere. And we find out why in verse 4. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Praise the Lord. Now, I was in a church service uh, years back. This was before I was buried. Uh, this was a large church, and I'm sitting up front. And that Sunday morning, the pastor was out of town, so he had a guest speaker come in and speak. And uh, this, you know, was spirit-filled, charismatic-type church. But this minister that came in, he was very, uh, you know, he was the guest speaker. He was very intellectual, and he was more like what you would call a, the a theologian. A lot of head knowledge, a lot of book knowledge, but in some ways clueless about the realm of the Holy Spirit and the glory realm. And so he read verse 4 out loud where it says, For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. And right there. In a charismatic church that believes in divine healing and should believe in the supernatural, he said, you know, I don't, I don't think this even should be in the Bible. He said, I don't know why it's there. I don't understand it. And uh, maybe they made a mistake. They probably did putting this in the Bible. Isn't that amazing? He's basically saying that if I can't understand it, then let's just get rid of it. Well, I'm glad we don't use his Bible. It's probably that, that, that thin because he's, you know, taking out all of the miraculous, all the supernatural. And, of course, a lot of that happens with angels and that realm of the glory. And you, you're never going to get all that figured out with your brain. You're just going to have to trust God, stay on the word, and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And you'll begin to see how these things operate, and God will give you an understanding of it. But there was an angel, and it would come down at a certain time there into the water, and it would stir it up. It would stir it up. And there are angels that can come into meetings in the public gatherings when the believers get together, and they can start stirring things up. I've seen them do it before. And I often feel winds. And, and when you, you're feeling that wind like that, if you can see in the Spirit, oftentimes you'll see angels, and uh, the ones that have wings, they're doing like this. They're doing like this, and they're stirring uh, the wind of God, and those winds can begin to blow. And what's going on? Change of atmosphere, the atmosphere changing. What is God doing? That's what you have to be able to pinpoint. Lord, what is it you're up to right now? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, often what is taking place is a manifestation to back and confirm the word that is being preached because the Lord backs. And confirms his word with signs, wonders, and miracles 
following the preaching, the teaching of the word. So often that is what's happening. The supernatural backing of the message that is being delivered to exalt and to glorify Jesus. Praise God. And so here was a healing angel that would stir up the water. And of course, you know, this gentleman says, hey, you know, I, I can't get into the pool fast enough. Somebody's always getting there before I do and they get the healing. And so here I am. Well, you know, uh, he does receive healing from the Lord of his paralyzed, sick, diseased condition. But my friends, there are different ways to receive healing. You can get it off just raw faith. Receiving the medicine of God's word and believing it and standing on it. Praise God. And if you do that, it will begin to work in you and it will produce the result of divine healing and then will empower you to walk in divine health. But there's other ways too. You can catch that anointing uh, of the atmosphere of healing that can be in a meeting. And it's much easier to be in a place where there are believers who have like precious faith and they believe in divine healing. And God's heart and God's desire to heal the sick. And you get into a place like that. Now you've got backing. Now you can ride the coattails of that anointing. Praise the Lord. And it'll pull you right into a beautiful, beautiful healing. Now, the further you go in your walk with the Lord and the more you know about the principles of God's word and particularly the principles of faith, uh, God will not always allow you to uh, ride the anointing of somebody else. Let me say it more accurately. God will not always allow you to be carried by somebody else's strong faith. God expects you to eventually mature and grow in him where your faith is now strong and developed and you know how to use your faith and you as an individual believer can take hold of the promises of God and see them produced and evidenced in your life. Praise the Lord. But my friends, these atmospheres, when we are able to pick up on what's going on, we can enter into the blessing that God wants to release. You know, I learned years back, just like the prophet Elisha, who told the servant, look, when you're going to see that young boy who the mother says he's dead, when you're going, don't stop and speak to anybody. That's probably what somebody should have told the old prophet before he went to the service on the Saturday night. And that's what Elisha said. Don't stop. Don't talk to anybody. Don't talk about the weather. Don't talk about the sports. Don't even talk about, you know, uh, you know, the law or anything like that. Just go straight there. Lay my staff on him. Why? Because if you are truly carrying something from the Lord, you do have the potential of spilling that or uh, having that get poured out uh, when that was not something you were actually intending on doing. Especially the bigger it is, the harder it is to carry it. So you want to go straight to your destination with no distractions. Praise God. Uh, there was a prophet in South Africa uh, years back. This was in the 1950s. 1950s, and he had a tremendous anointing that came on him one day, and that anointing was so strong, and the Holy Spirit instructed him, go pray for this young girl who's passed away. And if I'm correct, I have the book, but if I'm correct, she had been passed away for four days. And when he went, 
Everybody tried to talk to him, engage him, and, and evil spirits would try to manifest through unbelievers and curse him and tried to get him to answer back. But he had his forehead set like flint. He didn't answer anybody. He didn't respond to anybody. He just kept walking, 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 and all kinds of verbal insults were hurled at him. He didn't pay any attention. Go straight, go straight, go straight, and release the anointing where you're supposed to and do what God assigned you to do with what it is you're carrying and he did and he reached that house that young girl was raised from the dead and she was a testimony all over uh, certain parts of South Africa and because of that testimony many were one to the Lord praise God so you have to recognize an atmosphere what it is when it shifts the intent the heart and the plan of God Praise the Lord mm -mm. and pick up on that and get behind the, the leader and just flow with that person. And when that minister and that pastor is preaching and that anointing is flowing, you know, don't just sit there like the Pharisees did. Get into it. Shout hallelujah. Shout amen. Shout I believe I receive. You know, jump up. Praise the Lord. Because shouting is the language of victory. And silence is the language of defeat and failure. So there are times, yeah, you, you get into it. You get into it. You jump. You shout. Praise the Lord. And you start, you start moving with that atmosphere that God is creating and establishing. And sometimes the atmosphere can change and something special can come even when you're not always expecting it. But so much of that, let the Holy Spirit control that because it's like the game of baseball. You can't control a grand slam. It just comes as it does. So you just go with that flow. And when it happens, certainly swing with everything you've got. Uh, if you find yourself in that position, swing for the, uh, for the bleachers, as they say, and uh, take a hold of all that God would do for you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Lift up your hands. I want to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Let there be an anointing for discernment, O oh God, among your people spiritually, where they can pick up on that shift, where suddenly they can tell evil powers that were trying to hinder the move of God have now been pushed back. Now they can push with the praise, and they can move into the miraculous, move into the glorious. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Let there be hunger in your people. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you, Father God. Let them be able to discern and perceive those shifts in the spiritual atmosphere when they take place. I thank you, Father. They'll catch it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me share with you one nugget as we get ready to close and take communion. I can pick up on a shift in the atmosphere in my personal life. Whenever I'm about to have a supernatural experience. Now, I can also pick up, pick up on that in, in a meeting. But if you develop it personally, then, of course, you know, you, you, could, you could certainly flow in it publicly. But the reason I can flow in that publicly is because I developed that personally. And when I'm alone, and uh, it's happened many times, sometimes I'll finish praying and many times I've closed my Bible and uh, closed a notepad and stood up thinking, Lord, I had a wonderful time with you. And I get ready to leave. But suddenly something would shift in the atmosphere and I could sense he's coming. He's coming. Well, Pastor Stephen, how do you know that? You'll, you'll, you'll just know it if you walk with the Lord when that shift takes place. You can, pick, you can pick that up, but look, you're going to have to respond to that. 
And every time that's ever happened to me, I'd sit the Bible back down, I'd get right back down on my knees, and I'd say, Lord, what is it? And I'd wait on the Lord, and usually, just right after that, will come a wave of glory, and in that will either be the voice of the Lord, or most often for me, it's been a visitation, and that glory realm will open up, and I can begin to see in the Spirit. But you have to, you have to know when that's going on, and when, it, when you first pick up on it, uh, just uh, slow everything down and wait for that to fully come in the manifestation and lean into it. Praise God. And then you can receive what God wants to bring to you in that unique and special atmosphere that is there for that special occasion. So, Father, we thank you for patience, the fruit of the Spirit, and we thank you also, O God, for atmospheres changing in the lives of your people. And they're going to know it. Something shifted. Something has changed. Woo! Thank you, Lord. And we thank you for those breakthrough moments. We thank you, Father, for moving your people forward into new levels of breakthrough. Hallelujah. With new testimonies that bring you much glory and encourage others as well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Now, if you're watching today, the greatest change of atmosphere that could ever take place in your life is that if you don't know the Lord, you can move from the atmosphere of spiritual death to the atmosphere of spiritual life. And if you would like to do that right now and you don't know Christ, but you would like to receive him now, pray this prayer after me and your atmosphere is going to change immediately. Just pray this from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus. I'm a sinner, and I come before you, and I acknowledge that you are Savior of the world. Jesus, I now put my trust and faith in you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Wash all of my sins away. Write my name in your book of life. Save me now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And amen. And as you have prayed that from your heart, the Lord has heard that prayer. He's answered it. You now belong to him. And you have now been moved out of the kingdom of darkness and his awful atmosphere into the kingdom of God's dear son, the kingdom of light. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. If you're a Christian, you've fallen away from the Lord. Come back right now. Get out of the atmosphere of oppression. Come back into the atmosphere of peace. And joy. Just say this after me if that's you, a backslidden Christian. Pray this right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I turn from my sin and I run back to you right now into the safe harbor. Thank you, Jesus, for keeping me. And I ask you to strengthen me and hold me close to you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. All right. Together, let's take Holy Communion today. Grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. And let's pray over it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread, the juice. We consecrate it and set it apart as holy. This is now the body and the blood of Christ, our Lord and Savior. Father, as we receive the body of Jesus, we thank you that we are receiving his promises that are contained within the new covenant. And we thank you for the ability to recognize the change of atmospheres and to step in to the atmosphere that you are manifesting for our betterment, our benefit. Oh God, we receive. 
whatever it is that you have for us. We thank you for the moving of your spirit and for us being able to flow with him. Thank you, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's partake. See, on the inside of you, in your spirit, there is a supernatural GPS, God's positioning system, and it will track the moving of the Holy Spirit, and you can, you can move with Him. Praise the Lord. So walk close with Him, and as you walk close with Him, you'll be able to discern when those changes take place, and you'll be able to flow right along with it and receive. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you that you said in your word in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all iniquity. Well, Father, we receive that. We thank you for it. We thank you for the blood of Jesus cleansing us. Washing away all sin. And we thank you that you promised in your word in the new covenant that our sins and our iniquities you would remember no more. So, Father, we thank you that any memory that we might have of them is just the memory of burned out ashes. And those memories have no power to hurt us. And we thank you also that the blood of Christ cleanses even our conscience. We thank you for a clean conscience with you through his blood. Father, thank you for all of the benefits of the new covenant. And we receive the blood of Jesus right now. Thank you, O God. Amen. Let's partake. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. All of our sins, all of our blunders, all of our mistakes were put on Christ at Calvary. He bore every single sin, every iniquity, every lawless deed. It all went on him at Calvary. And every time we take communion, we proclaim his death, that our sins were imputed on him, were placed on him. And he bore them for us so that we could receive his righteousness. Woo! Praise God. My friends, thank you for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you back next time. Till then, be aware of spiritual atmospheres. God bless you. Bye-bye.